0: Hello, everyone. This is the Easy Allies podcast. I'm Kyle Bossman, the Dark Prince of Nerd Media. Joining us this week, Michael Damiani, Yo, Ben Moore, Hey, Ian Hink, Hi, and Brandon Jones,
1: Hi.
0: Hey, everybody. Hi. Hi. How are your homes? Good. My How cats are, are running around right now, so you it's might really hear bright. some patter. <laughs> I think, I think I wish that I had some cats. Hmm. What I think about that would help. Dog? And a dog. A cat and a dog would help so much right now. Yeah. Uh, let's miss. do corrections from last week. Begin corrections music, please. Uh, Modern Warfare Remastered wasn't a pre order bonus. Uh, it was tied to uh, Infinite Warfare's Legacy Edition, which cost $80. Oh, yeah. I forgot that. So you had to buy the, the, the big fat deluxe version ah, to get that one game. That's right. And then it eventually did come out by itself, but initially that,
2: that is how you got that game. Was there a backlash because of that? Or did they say that up front? Like, this will come out someday, but if you want it now, buy the Deluxe. There was a backlash. Uh
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, totally. It was not received too well, uh, Um, announcement-wise. We've been doing the scores wrong, Jonesy. Uh, So our our actual totals we'll talk about at the end of the podcast, but our our, our betting totals are now straightened out. We got them clear. Everything's straight. I like the Um, week.
1: Just, uh, I'm culpable yeah. somehow. Keep track,
0: Jones. <laughs> I mean, you do the graphics. So if if you Off if of you, what you say, if you pull in a graphic, right. right? If you pull in a graphic that says six and two, yes. and you increase both numbers,
1: right. something's got to be wrong. Right. Thirty six and say, two. But if you say one word and you see a different one, who looks dumber, you or okay. me? How can you? I'm the one that looks like an idiot. I'm the one that looks like, oh, I, Jones didn't update the graphic. What the hell's Jones's problem? It's like, mm-hmm. uh. Uh-uh. I'm doing what I'm doing what this guy says.
0: No, everybody knows I'm trying my hardest. <laughs> uh saw, I saw a lot of comments Uh that were disappointed that we didn't cover the near stuff, so we'll do it in this week's podcast. End corrections music, please.
2: Uh Kyle, I what? need to I need to self correct. Okay. I made it I made Ooh. an incorrect reference. It's forty six and two. As soon as I said thirty six, I was like, That's not right. What's the reference? It's a tool uh, song. Yeah, it's a tool song.
0: Okay. Uh, it's okay. time to play best last not line. Nice Ben. Right. <laughs> Tell me you don't get the shivers when you hear Tool. I um, like tool. Mm. That's what
2: they're going for. That's the correct response. Yeah. Yeah.
0: They're trying to give you the shivers. Uh, Best last line is the game in which we try to determine which are the best last lines from video games. Uh, Patrons send in a bunch of last lines and our panel determines which is the most memorable. Uh, The most memorable last lines go into a pool of which I will select one to be my actual last line on this very podcast.
2: Hey, wait a minute. Two weeks from now. Your last line will be on the one that's just you and Jonesy. We won't even get to hear it.
0: I know. Cool. You could listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's impossible.
2: I don't know where to find it. It's impossible. Uh,
0: time it's on iTunes.
2: <laughs> What's that?
0: Okay, so uh, let's start with this one from uh, Ahab. When stars die, they turn to stardust, stardust and scatter across the cosmos. Eventually, that stardust reforms to create a new star. And so the cycle of life continues. But the cycle never repeats itself in quite the same way. So, you'll see. Yes, all new life carries the essence of stars, even all of you. Ah, welcome, welcome, new galaxy! You know the game?
3: Super Mario Galaxy! That is is the last line
0: of Super Mario Galaxy. (laughs)
1: Wow, that, that gets metaphor. That's physical. one of the only first lines or last lines anyone on the oh, podcast knew.
3: <laughs> the amount yeah. of use of the word stars, Kyle. Yeah. I was gonna guess galaxy even before you said the galaxy part at the end because like this is this is a Nintendo thing. They're saying that word way too many times. This is a Nintendo line. And
0: what's funny is it like it almost makes all of Mario canon. They're just other galaxies.
3: Yeah. yeah, that's the multiverse confirmation. Whoa. Have, you, have you never seen like the Mario like f- wiki timeline stuff? Yeah, I don't like it. Uh, ga- galaxy was a landmark <laughs> for event valid. for the Mario the timeline. Yes. Great. Uh, things got serious after that game came out.
0: Um, they're all pretty long this week, but they're pretty good. All right. There is no path. Beyond the scope of light, beyond the reach of dark, what could possibly await us? And yet, we seek it. Insatiably, such is our fate. Do we know that game?
3: I'm guessing a Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, thing. I was gonna. I was gonna guess Kingdom Hearts. But, as well. Dark oh, Souls get...
0: Two. Uh-huh.
4: Whoa,
2: that, that is, is part of the Kingdom Hearts.
0: Abandon the throne ending. <laughs> uh, that was from y 2 kyle 89
2: That uh, that is part of the Kingdom Hearts timeline. Yeah.
0: No, I mean this this quote just says like there's no point in trying to do anything in life. <laughs> like I think it's. <laughs> Contrary to Kingdom
3: Hearts. I mean, it sounds a little like Riku, but.
0: <laughs> I think, I think you dark. just saying light and dark, I immediately jumped yeah.
3: Kingdom yeah. Hearts. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. All right. Uh,
0: this one surprised me. From Blubber Metal Your world can end in the blink of an eye. One event, one unexpected twist of fate, and suddenly the world as you know it is gone forever. All that you held dear, all that you held close, is washed away into the sea of distant memory. Life is cruel. Of this I have no doubt. But life continues on, with or without you. One can only hope that one leaves behind a lasting legacy. But so often, the legacies that we leave behind are not the ones that we intended." This sounds That's so familiar.
3: Nice. I almost want to guess, like, it sounded almost Kojima-esque Yeah, Yeah, that did it it
0: does does sound very right. Kojima-esque, nice. yeah. That's why I love this quote. This is from Gears of War 2. Oh! That, <laughs> yeah. Not at all what I was thinking. Okay. Exactly, that was from Queen Mira. <laughs> and actually, I, I mean, I'm fine with just that last line. One can only hope that one leaves behind a lasting legacy, but so often the legacies that we leave behind are not the ones we intended. So true. Okay, let's do one more.
1: Got some, some serious ones this week, Kyle. Yeah, 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 I yeah. think. This, holding is, on to this these, is heavy stuff. Are, these, are all this these stuff lines is... gonna get more dramatic the closer we get to your, at, your, your leaving?
0: The, the goofy ones have been winning, and I think every, some people will go too hard on the goofy. Yeah,
1: yeah. And it's
0: like, I, this is, we reel it back Fair. this week.
2: Kyle's Fair. trying to cry in this yeah. last episode.
0: The human race will probably come to an end sometime, and new species may rule over this planet. Earth may not be forever, but we still have the responsibility to leave what traces of life we can. Building the future and keeping the past alive are one and the same thing. That's very
3: Metal Gear. That's like Metal Gear Solid 1 or 2, right? 2, baby. Yeah, it's 2. Wow. Uh,
0: that's from Thorkel the Tale. It's Thorkel the Tall, excuse me.
3: Gotcha. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Yeah, you know, he's talking that's about memes. Snake
3: tucking the right in, I think. Yeah. He's, t- yeah.
2: he's talking about memes. Yeah, the
3: memes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. they're they important to preserve and pass them down.
2: Yeah, it's all that matters really
1: Did Kojima in, Kojima invent memes? Yes. I yeah, thought, yeah, he
2: was he was part of the council that yeah.
0: <laughs> the meme Illuminati, um, okay, so which of those four <laughs> quotes was the most most uh, Rememberable uh, the Dark Souls one was pretty great
3: It's uh, all pretty good
1: the galaxy one is funny the, being from galaxy, but as a quote it's itself, the it's the least
3: memorable. The galaxy yeah, one me is the least memorable long. of all of them. Yeah, okay, it's a little wordy. Can you do the Dark Souls two one
0: again? Sure, yeah, I
2: need to hear the Dark Souls one again.
0: Yeah, there is no path beyond the scope of light beyond the reach of dark. What could possibly await us? And yet we seek it insatiably such as our fate. Yeah, I do like yeah, that, that one.
2: I want you to say that as the last thing you ever say to <laughs> allies. Okay, yeah, that's I kinda like very, that one. That's very nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Although pretty relevant, way, right? What? Are you pick, you're just picking the last yeah. one, right? Yeah. Mm. So it's gonna be that Mega Man one or whatever. <laughs> the winner's some, already decided. And there's
0: next week too. Next mm. week could have some real winners too.
2: It's very optimistic, Kyle. I appreciate that.
0: Uh if you are wondering why we're this far into the if podcast without talking about video games, it is because I'm leading this week with the reveal of a controller.
1: <laughs> it's our
0: leading headline. Uh, The PlayStation 5 controller was revealed this week uh, via a PlayStation blog post. And what I would like the panel to do is you know that we have listeners, right? You know we have people who are driving a truck and listening to this podcast. Please explain what the controller looks like to them. Okay. Picture an
1: Xbox controller. Okay. But it's white and it's wearing very thin overalls.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's okay. got a camisole on, a spaghetti strap camisole uh on. Okay. And that's it.
3: It looks like something out of Mass Effect. Yes.
2: Okay. It looks like Mass Effect. Yes.
3: And traditionally
4: like all PlayStation controllers, all official DualShocks, it's symmetrical, right? So the analog sticks are not offset yes. like an Xbox controller. It yeah. is like a PlayStation controller in that sense.
2: It it's kind of like if if the xbox controller a DualShock 4 and the the switch pro controller like fell into a a thing of white out and then this like rolled out of it yeah yeah
0: because really the two tones of the controller i think are what make it distinct uh yeah
3: yeah so much white for it is just for a playstation branded controller like leading off with that
0: Mm -hmm.
3: this is very we haven't seen that since like the gray tone with like the ps1
0: Everything everything yeah. north of the analog sticks is white, but also the mm-hmm. handles are white as well.
3: You almost expect it would be, it would have been inverted, actually. Like the black would have been the dominant color and the white would have been, you know. I've seen mock ups. Oh, and yeah, It almost looks better.
2: It does look better. It, this thing's going to get. <laughs> it
3: dirty lends itself to a lot of potential, Kyle, but I've describing it just like why it, it seems a little atypical, just like of their usual style. Well, this is.
0: Damiani, this is what I think is great is that. We talked about the reveal of the Xbox Series X controller, and it was, you know, two sentences, and we moved on. Yeah. Uh, This thing gets headlines. This thing gets likes and clicks. People have feelings about
3: this controller, whether we believe it's ugly or not. Wasn't it the second most liked or talked about Instagram gaming post ever?
0: (laughs) You think I keep track of that, Damiani?
3: Kyle. Yes. you're, you're, You're the cool person. I thought you were on top of this. Just Google it. Just Google it, dude. Dark Prince Nerd Media, you should be on top of this. You're right. As Nerd Media, Instagram is part of Nerd Media. You're right. That's absolutely, I'm asking, especially being
2: the Dark Prince of Nerd yeah. Media. Yeah, yeah.
3: Um, but it, you're right, Kyle. But to your point, this is getting a lot of people talking. Like it's been talked about. It's still being talked about. The fact that even like people were like got worked up to make mock-ups to show Sony I can do better. I almost wondered they like planned it. Like let's just put something yeah. out there. Like the form factor is the most important part, but mm-hmm. the color tone. Let's put that out there and see how people react, because you know what? They're just going to tell us what they want, and there's still plenty of time to give them that color if we really want to change it. And it's been a good week for them. This people showing mock-ups, people talking about it, and as you said, the Xbox Series X controller came and went. Like, I don't even remember it, other than the D-pad, maybe. That's, like, it. And, like, the triggers had some new texture or something, but...
0: Those are the two things I also remembered about yeah, that controller. It's like
3: it's like, but no, the, it's the got a little image, share button in the middle. Image of DualSense is just like burned in my memory right now, and I just can't stop thinking about it.
0: Uh, so it, it is a name change. So I think it's worth talking about it, the lineage a couple in a, in a couple of ways. Um, the DualShock was a PlayStation One controller. Uh, that's when they added the two analog sticks, and then the PlayStation Two had the DualShock Two. The PlayStation Three had the six. Sense? Six axis. Six, Six axis. axis. Six. Yeah. yeah. Which And then they had the DualShock 3. Mm-hmm. And then the PlayStation 4 had the DualShock 4. 1, 2, and 3, basically visually identical. Mm-hmm. Um, the PlayStation 4, I, I think, at least had some things different. And then this is a huge departure and does not even carry on the DualShock name. It is called DualSense.
2: DualSense.
0: Yeah. I think I'm most curious about the weight.
4: Yeah. Because it, I think just visually the way that it's structured, it looks... Heavier than, say, a DualShock Four, but I I I won't know exactly until I get my it's hands on chunky.
2: it. It's chunky. Yeah, it's got. It's if chunky. you look at it side on compared to the current one, like the current one has the like it's like a wasp body, it like comes in and then gets big again, kind of. This one's just like bonk, big old, more like the Pro Controller for the Switch, kind of I think.
0: So it is chunky because of its namesake, because of the haptics, because they had and to stuff is. actuators in there. Um and what I really want to talk to the panel about right now uh is do you believe in haptics? <laughs> yes. Do you believe in haptics? Um why? What do you believe it's going to be like?
2: I think that if they do it well, which I don't think they will. I believe <laughs> I believe in the capability Got it. Okay. of it. You mean haptics. generally? Yes. Gotcha. In the no, future. No, no, I mean I believe I believe that it will be capable of it, but mm-hmm. I think like Naughty Dog and a couple other people will do it really really well like Santa Monica studio is going to do it really well Most other people are going to like half-ass it Especially multi-platform games, you know like Call of Duty is they're gonna be like the guns feel different And then they like kind of do but I think if they're done really really well, you know like pulling the trigger on a shotgun will be a little harder than pulling the trigger on a 9 millimeter or something, you know, like stuff like that can be really neat and like when you're out of ammo It can feel different. Yeah, and uh, all kinds of stuff like that Um, It could be really neat and it could be Another way of having immersive feedback if it's done strategically that enhances the gameplay and isn't just like a gimmick like you know, think like when when vibrate is is like a subtle heartbeat when you're feeling hurt instead of just like constant like you know like that kind of difference where it's like if it's used in creative ways it does enhance the game. You know, I
4: feel like uh, my recent time with Half Life Alex is really coloring my opinion on this, um, and why in the review I say you really can't fully understand this until you experience that. And it's part of what adds so much to the intensity of firefights is when you're firing, like, a pistol in Half-Life Alex. the way that it vibrates in your hand. And it really—it it doesn't sound like a lot when you're, when you're saying it, but in the heat of the moment, it adds so much believability to the act of, of firing a gun that, yeah, when done well, I, I think it can be very, very, very cool.
3: Yeah, I love, like, even— I think this will work well as you described because like sound design already does a good job with that like guns like the clips being emptied and stuff and sounding more hollow like this is just another way to help players more easily understand and get like information like feedback from the game where they don't have to rely on maybe traditional stuff even the simplest thing of like a button input confirmation. Like things where like, did I hit that or not? But like, you just have a little haptic feedback there. Like, so you know, like use my iPhone and stuff when I know I hit like the home button. Like, oh, I felt the vibration there. Stuff like that. Like, it's just those small quality of life things. I think matter a lot, um, and also, the players like, appreciate it a lot. Yeah.
2: Think about like uh, <laughs> the next Quantic Dream game or something, right? Mm. Like, you're you're struggling with a maniac who's in your apartment, or you're trying to crawl up a muddy hill or whatever. And like, the easy part, you know, you're mashing L. L2 and R2, and it's easy. Then the hill gets steeper, and you the the buttons become harder to press, you know? Like, yeah. that kind of stuff could be rad, I don't know.
0: Yeah, and, and that's basically what motivated the reveal, uh, at least in the mm-hmm. post, is that this controller is now finally in the hands of developers, and so I think Sony basically kind of got out ahead of them, so it couldn't be leaked, it couldn't be like, hey, look what we found. It's just right. like, they get to just be out in front of it and show their own images. I would like to know from the panel who considers this controller good looking and who considers it bad looking.
4: What if we just think it's a it's I, I feel like I'm indifferent towards
0: it. Like I don't have super strong positive or negative feelings. I, I'm more surprised by that than anything, Ben, because mm. I, I think it's a polarizing look mm. and I, you, you feel no, nothing about it.
4: I don't I don't love it or hate it. Um, Mm -hmm. and I feel like once I get my hands on it, I think I could feel more strongly, but I, I am surprised at how sort of indifferent I am toward it. Certainly some of the mock-ups that I've seen from people I've liked better than what I've actually seen from the official DualSense. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't think
2: I can put myself in either camp at the moment. I'll, I'll say this, like, I appreciate, I appreciate that they're trying something new and like, the The main thing that matters is what this thing feels like. And if it feels good, I don't care what it looks like. It could look like a bag of Pepto-Bismol. I don't care. Mm-hmm. But like, You just put your hands in the bag. Yeah, yeah, and you just kind of squish it around <laughs> yeah. like an existence. It's like some nasty little thing. Uh, No, but like the one thing I'll say, so I'm like neutral plus, I guess. Like I'm on the positive side. I don't hate it, but I'm like 60 on the give a damn meter out of 10, 100, you know? Sure. But like... um. I will say that if I have an option at launch, uh, of white controller or not white controller, I will never buy a white controller ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm given the choice, because it's just like gonna get dirty and like whatever, and I don't I don't find white electronics that attractive, um, especially the console. Like I oh I hope the console is not mostly white because it's, it's gonna look so. It brazen. seems like the
1: not-white anything is always, like, the better one, you know? It's like the Motes first came out white, the Wii came out white, and there was like, the, you know, like the, the other colors of Wii. Like, oh! You know, it's yeah. like... <laughs> it's just... I don't know. Do I, they do
2: it on purpose to, to encourage, like, well, further that's, sales? Of that's, <laughs> like, my
1: feeling on this is I, I I don't know if this was something that they were necessarily married to, really, from a stylistic perspective. And I wonder if they were just, like, we we just want people to talk about this we want this to shake things up Yeah. we want people just to, to boldly think like wow that's a choice like they're really going somewhere with this <laughs> mm-hmm. and like just the wideness of it isn't necessarily going to do that like if you just if you release the black version of that and it just looks like a chunkier piece you know DualShock and so then people start to wonder like what did they do to this controller that I love it looks just so weird and why did they make it wider and just looks like heavier and then you start making comparisons to the uh, uh, the Duke from the original Xbox where it's like the, the, the wideness of it was not the first thing everybody started talking about. It was that color. Right. Yeah. And so...
2: I think you're right. I th- Like, whether or not it's... Like, it, whether or not this is the only one you can buy at launch, the choice of making it white definitely... Yeah. <laughs> distract It's the blue cow. It distracts mm-hmm. from the other things you think people might nitpick.
3: Yeah. they I mean, it's funny talking about the white stuff because, like, I think about my GameCube controllers and the white GameCube controller I got uh, from japan or something i forget how i got it is my favorite gamecube controller uh but like when i think about any of the other controllers i have like especially like thinking about the wii that was like the default color it had and it was like easier for mass production for whatever reason i think these companies go with the easiest like color that they can get out there because they know the more specialized you get it's like that's what you really release down the road like you don't do that at launch but to answer your question kyle i think i'm very positive about this um, I like My first reaction wasn't hate. It was actually, I, I like this. It's so different. Um, I even like that they wanted the different, like, not going with just black, all black. I like this. They're trying to do something to differentiate themselves. I mean, The two-tone still, is cool. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I will say, though, there are other mock-ups I saw that I like better in terms of colors, but strictly speaking from form factor, from what I've seen from the, uh, they put out there, I, I really like it and I dig it. But I'm also with Ben and Ian and that, my opinion could change once I have it in my hands. Mm-hmm. And I know oh, how it that's actually the feels. Thing. Yeah, yeah, but like yeah. just going on the information we have, I'm actually very positive about this and okay. I'm more excited you know, about it. Yeah.
2: You you know what scares me about this controller? Hmm. This little bastard's gonna cost ninety dollars.
3: Yeah. It won't
0: it is just gonna cost more than a dual shock four, certainly.
2: Yeah. Like if Joy Cons are eighty for mm-hmm. a pair, this thing is
3: it's gonna be 80 at least. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, 100, 130, 160. Well, what's the Xbox? I mean, the the Elite's like 150, 160. So, yeah. So, yeah, it could be above 100. Damn.
3: I don't think it's going to be above 100. I think it's going to be like 60, 70 bucks.
2: A couple of weeks ago, the LA Rams
0: revealed their new logo. And it's also very ugly. Just atrocious. Like, just. They did a, a clearly bad job. And so, to me, this is like a different kind of ugly, right? It's like an. It's an inspirational ugly. It's like they tried. Their, it's a creative ugly, okay. as opposed yeah. to just you did it wrong ugly,
2: like the L.A. Rams logo. What logo. I think. I think that you made a good point too when you said they had to fit a bunch of haptics in there. Like I yeah, think this, yeah. this is a. It's a visual design, that's a solution to like ah crap we can't fit all the stuff in there anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like it had to get chunky because it had to fit stuff in it. Yeah. And I think that's that's. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have design decisions coming from like interesting innovation causing things then the other than just like hey we got to shake it up because whatever we need we need
0: instagram likes
2: right because we need it to look different it's like no you don't like if it ain't broke you know
0: so another interesting part of this whole thing to me and maybe this isn't interesting but they're tripling down the playstation 5 is still coming out in 2020 and week by week i continue to disbelieve this um John, do you think this is happening in 2020?
1: Are you going to play a PlayStation 5 in 2020? I don't I don't know what I could tell you that was going to... Predicting the rest of 2020, I think, is a fool's errand. I don't know. Me too. That's <laughs> I, why it's
0: so weird that they're like, it's happening this year.
1: Yeah, I will tell you that I have doubts just like you, but I couldn't tell you definitively that we won't because who knows what, in desperation, Sony would do. You know, to get this in our hands. Uh, the, the same with all of the, you know, uh, different games that are potentially going to get delayed. You know, that haven't announced delays yet. You know, Ghost of Tsushima, Cyberpunk, all that stuff. Like, um, oh, yeah,
2: Cyberpunk ain't hitting September I, or whatever.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't know, but it is fascinating. I don't. I, w- what I'm curious about mostly is whether where the pressure is coming from to make those announcements do they feel pressure from Microsoft is that really kind of where because it seems like both companies I'm not seeing a lot of back and forth between like game announcements and technology and specs and stuff like Terraflops was kind of one of the only things that really people could draw direct comparisons to it, it's it's I, I feel like much less so than the last gen shift that we saw i'm seeing one company do a thing and then a couple of weeks later the other company do an immediate reaction this uh, seems Jones. I'm sorry. Worth noting that the day that they
0: revealed this controller, Xbox tweeted this weird video. I a gif of the share button on their controller, of a camera zooming in on their share button, and that was it.
1: <laughs> Shots fired. Exactly, it's, it's like
0: Oh, but I like don't get it. It's like a.
1: <laughs> but I wonder if this is kind of one of those front battle line things of who's gonna who's gonna duck first. You know, it's like, are, are is Sony planning on doing this, or just waiting for Microsoft to be like, we can't, we're out, we can't do it? And then Sony's like, well, you know, just kind of seems like what everybody's doing, so we'll do it too. But then maybe it looks Microsoft look bad. I don't know. What do you mean? What are uh, they? The, the, the Microsoft bails reveal? on the console. No, the Microsoft bails on twenty 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 launch. Yeah. yeah. And then Sony's yeah. like, yeah, we had plans, but it just kind of seems we're just following the trends, what everyone else is doing. This, 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 yeah, that's kind of the main thing that I'm curious about is. Are, are they is this something really internally at Sony that they're like, this is important for our bottom line. we looked at uh, the numbers. We have to release it this year. Or mm. uh, are they like, oh, this is, we're fine. We got, you know, because Sony bailed on a lot of stuff before a lot of other people did events and stuff. And so I wonder if like they're if they got medical people on the inside or they got, you know, um, I'm trying to think of like the, the people that chart what human beings do. There's like a fun profession that's like, that that's called where people just like chart. Sociologists. I guess. Yeah. They have like a whole sociology team within Sony. Yeah. Um, That are just, that just rang that bell and they were like bail, bail on everything. We've run the numbers and this is, you know, in like December, we're like pandemic. Um, Gotcha. uh, Or if it's, if they're really looking at Microsoft and saying like, well, if Microsoft's still in the game, we can't leave because.
2: The, the thing that makes me. I mean, I think you're probably like, I I agree with you kind of, but like, I think if they are so confident and Microsoft is so confident, the thing that I think that means is that these things are done already, that they're like close enough to being done that production pipeline shutdowns and stuff aren't going to be that big of a factor. But I mean, that seems weird that there wouldn't have been a leak. So I don't know, but like it does seem very strange to be that confident.
1: Because even if these systems both have little baby launches, like I don't necessarily see that hurting so much in the long run. That's kind of better than no launch because then it's like it's like the switch really you know get hurt in the long run because it was hard to get one right away or the Wii. You know, like these are still that those were stories in and of themselves where it was like oh it's oh Ted got I, one yeah. Ted oh! you know it's like we were so hungry to get these systems and if these I are I think just, that might like, actually
2: be. That might actually be a strategy. The sca- like, the scarcity might scarcity, be, yeah.
1: because is an advertiser. They can blame it on everything but themselves. You know, potentially. So. Well,
2: and it it increases the illusion of popularity. Right. Like, if you only put out X number, and society wants X times two, like, oh, it's so popular. Everybody's trying to get it. No one can get it because everyone got one already. Like, you better get one as soon as it's available. You know, because they're so popular. When really, it's like we only put out a thousand of them.
0: Uh, The Xbox One, when it launched, also did a staggered release. Uh, They chose a group of countries that they released in first, and then uh, as the months went on, released in more countries. Uh, There's maybe maybe that could happen as well. I would not want to
3: see that. The staggered country release feels bad.
2: Gets them all. Yeah. (laughs) Like no one else gets them.
0: Yeah,
3: I mean, I, I I don't I think. They have to because, as you said, the rest of the year is just so like it's a toss up. No one knows what's going to happen. Yeah, because they both answer, I think, to to investors. I I think they have to stay optimistic and like that's what they've said and they're going for. I I think saying either of them, it's not. I don't think that part they're playing chicken with each other and like waiting for the other to like say something about that. Mm-hmm. I think they truly both want to hit this holiday season and they're doing oh, sure like, yeah. and like the it's out of their hands because. Yeah, the production line stuff is like shut down right now. They, they, that the, who knows that they can hit it and stuff. But at the same time, yeah, like, uh, I, I do wonder, Kyle, you brought the staggered, like, release thing. I wonder if they might have to do that just because. They told investors this is going to happen, and like if it, they miss that mark, it's devastating for them. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be a big deal if they can't get them out in 2020 because they were banking on that. I, I would actually, I would hope that <laughs> it's the fiscal year they have to come out in by. Uh, otherwise, it'll be a problem. But I, 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 yeah, I just see this as like it's a byproduct of all the uncertainty and that they really want them to come out this holiday and that they just can't say anything other than what. They're allowed to say because there's investors involved. And I think it's fair I, point. I think that's all this is. And that's why they're doing these cool little tiny, whatever they can do to make it seem cool and like a big news event within the realm of this won't scare shareholders. This won't scare anything, but it seems positive. They're just going to keep doing that. I, I think that's, that's, that's the best they can do How much right
0: time now. does the controller buy you?
3: I think the controller bought them April. I, I I think honestly but, yeah I think I think right. once May rolls around people will be like all right so Last of Us was supposed to come out this month what do you got for us any mm-hmm. like I think in May people are going to expect a Last of Us two update it might not be PS five related but. That's the next thing I think Sony will have to address is that where's The Last of Us 2 ending up now? And yeah. is Ghost of Tsushima still coming out on time because he didn't say anything about that getting delayed. So, th- yeah, they're still juggling, like, these two things as well. I-, I think they're doing the best with what they have and stuff, honestly.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so we have to talk about near Replicant version 1.22474487139 Ellipsis. Uh, mm-hmm. This is the official name of uh, a Nier remaster, revision. I think it was called a revision, um, and it is a remaster, uh, coming to PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. So uh, Nier has got an interesting history in that it was released in Japan as Nier Replicant and uh, in the U.S. as Gestalt. Yep. Yeah. Nier Gestalt. Well, there's, there's two versions. Yeah. yeah.
4: The, it, yes, there's Replicant and just Gestalt, and we never... Officially got the or the I'm sorry we never officially got the replicant side so it's cool now that we're getting that version of the story. What
0: is what is the Gestalt version, Ben? What, what would they make for for the, American audiences? Global audiences. So
4: <laughs> in Gestalt, you play as a father. You kind of play as this big, burly father, and in Replicant, you play as a, a, a
0: younger-looking, more slender brother. To me, this is maybe the only example. Maybe of that generation. I feel like in the NES days, maybe they would do this thing where they make an entirely different main character for a game for international mm-hmm. audiences. Rusty, from Rusty's Real Deal Baseball. Also two completely different looks oh, in Japan really? and international. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, it's very, very rare. It's so interesting to me to just say, like, at that time, there was just this weird kind of pandering, I feel like, to, like, Japanese companies trying to make things that... uh People who like Gears of War might like, you know? Um, I always think about that Koei Tecmo Gears of War Yeah, me too. That is completely this,
4: forgettable, but is a pretty prime it's
0: example. It's like the meat tower.
3: Yeah, this was like in the height of the time when like even like Capcom was making all these Western studios Like all these Japanese studios were yeah. trying to acquire Western studios to make games appealing to Western audiences and so many of them did not succeed and are no longer around because they were yeah. bad. So that's what I like Yaiba What was the Rocketeer one from uh, Capcom again? Oh, I forget that one. Dark that one was... Sector? Dark Sector, right? It was oh the that... Dark Sector is a good example. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: kind of I Kind of I... you have like Lost Planet 3. Yeah, so it falls there. Um and so this this was 10 years ago. That's why we're talking about this. Like, oh man, it was a different era. It actually totally was. Uh, we're hitting the uh, 10th anniversary of Nier soon. It's funny that you talk about
4: it taking into consideration Western audiences because in a lot of ways, I feel like that is what makes Near so interesting is how not pandering it is. Like, it's such a bizarre game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, yeah. So it's just interesting to hear it from that lens.
0: Ben, That's I cool. had a hard time grasping it because it's, mm. you know, it's an action adventure game and there's fishing right. really early. And I'm like, what? <laughs> is this is this is this a real part of this game? And it's like, no, nah, dude, it's not. It tricked you. It's
3: like <laughs> don't go to the wrong spot. <laughs> I mean, they
0: they kind of keep tricking
4: yeah. you. Like there's so many little things in that game that once you kind of get into the thick of it, it just gets bizarre in a really fascinating way. It's an incredibly creative game. I think it's it's cool because a lot of people who have only played uh, Nier Automata, they're like, oh, man, I loved Automata. I'll finally get to play Nier. And I think in a lot of ways, the original Nier is even crazier in ideas and how it structures a ga- its gameplay than its sequel. So I'm interested to see what, like, the new reception is going to be. Yeah,
0: it's, it's, kind, of, it's kind of like this game is allowed to be itself. And yes. I think it'll be better received in the, in, in the year 2020 than it was in the year 2010. Um, I should mention that the developer is Toy yeah, Logic.
3: That is what I was most interested in because the original okay. one was developed by a now defunct studio called Cavia, Who Good stuff, damian From my my experience with them, so, I mean, this is my personal bias here, okay. is that they were a workhorse studio, but they were ill-equipped to realize what They were going for near with the original near game. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was like, when these rumors started happening about like a near remaster, remake, whatever, I was just excited that a a good studio was gonna, you know, be able to handle this and bring the game up to date. And I don't feel like I know enough about this new studio. And I'm a little bummed Platinum, they didn't just decide to go with Platinum to handle this. So, yeah, Platinum's busy, dude. That was my, yeah, I know they're busy, but. Man, I feel like that's such a missed opportunity, but at the same time, I'm totally going to give this a chance. Uh, I'm not writing this off by any means because it can't be worse than caveats, like effort. yeah.
0: Um, Platinum's working on an Automata sequel. I think officially. I think they've officially announced like, hey, we're making a direct sequel. Don't worry about it. I feel
4: like Platinum is working on 20 different things right
0: now. They absolutely are. Hey, what was the fourth announcement? Did that happen?
4: Well, the Uh-oh. fourth announcement was like an April Fool's. <laughs> yes,
0: so it and didn't. And now happen they're enough. having,
4: and they now they're having a fifth announcement. No,
0: here we really? go. Really? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just glanced at this, uh, so I don't know all of the I, details. I totally forgot about it. I'm googling Platinum Four right now.
3: That whole this whole thing felt like the most unnecessary thing.
0: Th- yeah. But I was so excited when it was Platinum Four, and we saw got the first game, and it was, it was oh because man,
3: everyone I... was like just going back to the 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 Capcom Five or whatever like stuff because that's their origin, and there's like nothing similar about the two announcements.
2: What's the Capcom Five? What is that? That
3: was where Makami, uh, all the people want to go form Platinum. Originally at Capcom, they were part of. A, oh my gosh, I'm gonna get yelled at. Was it Clover? Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clover. Thank Uh you. Nice. I was about to say Clever, and I was going to get railed in the comments. Um, They were basically charged with creating these games, and I think only four of them actually came out. One never materialized, but it was like Beautiful Joe, PNN03. uh, Okami? Beautiful
4: Joe is actually before Clover.
3: Sorry. Yeah, Um, I always get the games wrong. Um, Right, because Okami's not on GameCube. Excuse me, it was a PS2 game. But those games, like, are viewed as like very unique and like they're looked very fondly upon and then when people look at Platinum and their pedigree they, they say like man it'd be great if like Capcom would have them back and stuff so when this announcement started happening and sort of for 101 remastered everyone's like here we go like Platinum's gonna have like three more game announcements yeah and the excitement about them potentially be being like a more of a publisher role and these are gonna be new unique titles I think people are pretty excited and I think they had a little too much fun with it. They did, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: So the the, <laughs> the fourth announcement was an April Fool's joke, mm-hmm. and now they're like bonus stage of fifth announcement is coming on a mysterious date of this year. Yeah, that what a cop were, out, dude. Were I saw some some anger i'm
0: disappointed personally um worth mentioning that uh yoko Taro, the director uh yosuke saito uh the producer and composer Keiichi okabe are still going to work on uh this replicant remaster uh remake slash uh but yeah it is toy logic it is not an esteemed developer
3: so it, d- it is definitely outsourced gotcha uh real quick kyle capcom sure. 5 piano yeah. 3 it is piano 3 beautiful joe resident evil 4 Killer 7, and the cancel project was Dead Phoenix. Dead Phoenix. That never saw the light of day. Yeah.
2: I wonder if that's why I, they called it the Platinum 4, because there were only four. Yeah. <laughs> I have to wonder,
4: and maybe this is just, like, hope, but if this near remaster has some tricks up its sleeve. Like, if if anybody were to do it for, for a remaster, I feel like it would be Yoko Taro. Yeah. And, like, if you do something in a certain way or whatever, that you will get some like crazy video hinting at what's to come,
0: or I don't know. I can just yeah. see that sort of shenanigans coming This was That's what's play. fun about calling it a new version, is you have that freedom. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it should be said, like there's a trailer for it, but it shows nothing. It shows like four environmental shots. Uh, you don't get a clear idea of how this game is going to look. Also worth mentioning that on that same day, Nier Reincarnation was also announced, which is a free to play mobile game. And that is the last you'll hear about that game on this podcast, most likely. Unless, like Ben says, it is subverting expectations in the wildest ways, which is totally possible. I sometimes things just end up being sad though. Mm-hmm. Some and sometimes they just they're just sad. Do you all
4: hear
1: that?
0: Sounds like it's podcast halftime.
1: From late night tacos to early morning energy drinks, sometimes you just need what you need delivered fast. And that's where postmates comes in what did i get from postmates i got a little little extra credit thank you very much postmates my wife amanda and i enjoyed it we uh, ordered some pitfire pizza which is local here on the west side and uh we got some we got some pitfire and very much let's enjoyed be it. completely open tell yeah. me how much credit I, do, I think it was 50 bucks oh,
0: okay nice i think
1: it's 50 bucks Great. Dude, I've been ordering a lot of, you know, I've been ordering right. from a lot it's, of different places. It's just getting put into the. the I have then yeah. since ordered from Pitfire again on a, yeah. on a, a later date. Actually, sure. tomorrow night's pizza night, we're excited because we got uh, from from Pitfire. You can get. Uh, Especially now, because a lot of of restaurants are getting creative nowadays, but uh, (laughs) we can order the pizzas, uh, and they don't actually, like, uh, they just prepare them and everything, and then you put them in the oven yourselves, like DiGiorno style. Um, And so we've had two pizzas in the freezer that we had uh, the same style last week, a pepperoni and a mushroom, Mm. and those were good. Jones, will
2: you promise me that when you put it in the oven, you say, it's not DiGiorno, it's delivery? I'll say,
1: it's not DiGiorno, it's pit fire. That's what I'll say. (laughs) Uh, but uh, Pitfire is really great, and again, just I, I miss that I miss that flavor. I, we, we would certainly love to get in the car and drive over to Pitfire, but we can't do that now, which is yet another reason why Postmates can certainly be a valuable thing to you. If you are like me, you probably start thinking about what to eat for dinner while you're eating lunch. I love food, that's why I love using Postmates. They deliver food from every restaurant I can think of right to my door. But Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi; they actually make my life easier with grocery delivery and whatever I can think of delivery too. Convenience stores, clothing stores, you name it. So no more trips to the store, no more late night fast food runs. I don't even have to worry about where to grab lunch anymore. Just download Postmates on iOS or Android, find your favorites, and get anything you want delivered within the hour. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code Easy Allies. That's it's like code Brewster's billions, dude. You gotta. It's
0: like, yeah. how do I spend hundred dollars on food in seven days?
1: How do you not spend hundred
2: dollars on food in,
1: in seven days? I
2: love that. Okay, cool.
0: <laughs> That's code Easy Allies for
1: hundred dollars of free delivery credit with no minimum purchase for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it.
2: And I didn't know you could. I
1: didn't know you could get clothes. Eh, now you know. And if you're a patron of Easy Allies, thank you.
0: Thank you, Jones. You know, I love to do time capsule segments and podcasts. I think um, something very interesting is about to happen in eight minutes of our our recording. It is 8.52 p.m. (laughs) on uh, the Pacific Coast as we record this podcast. Um,
2: Gotta wrap it up. Wrap it up.
0: Final Fantasy VII remake is about to launch, and I think this may be an event. I think this might be one of those rare video game launches that is actually an event in itself. How's the panel feeling?
4: it's, it's so weird because mine got shipped to me on Wednesday, so I've been playing it, so like I don't I can't <laughs> like, The launch the launch already happened. You did uh, not I tell guess. us this. This is gonna Aha. Why would I tell you and not just play the game? <laughs> this is ice cold. Yeah,
1: telling us is wasting precious FF7 time. Yeah,
4: it's
2: wasting precious time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. The one time getting a physical copy was better. Yeah.
0: Did you get like a deluxe edition too?
4: I got the the first class edition.
2: With the motorcycle?
4: The motorcycle, yeah. Dang.
2: Ben it's okay. It paid off. <laughs> he got two bonus days, because he got, he got that motorcycle.
1: Oh. Yeah. That motorcycle sped, sped that game to his, his house. Yeah, yeah. yeah personally <laughs> delivered
3: <laughs>
2: Yeah, and I pictured Cloud like a small soldiers, like, pulling up into your your house with the CD. That,
0: like, that game backflipped onto his balcony.
2: Get in! <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's
4: the Final Fantasy VII remake. I mean, I've, I feel like I've been thinking about this game since I first heard about it before the, like, PS3 was out. It is, I mean, I don't know if it's an event for everybody else, but it's definitely an event for me, for sure. It's a big deal.
2: It's a big deal. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. deal. And if it's good, it's an even better deal. Brad <laughs> it's says it's deal. good. Yeah. Easy I didn't review. watch that review,
1: not because you know. Same dude. I, yeah. I don't know. Brad or anything. Yeah. I watched like don't the first thirty myself. seconds,
2: and then I'm like, "What am I doing? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Why, I cut, am I, why am I watching?" I this? cut
1: that review, baby. And I was joking with Brad. There's a couple things like I put into the review, and I was like, I no, and I took it out." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, what a fun moment. That really, that's really it's cool. It's really poignant and stuff." And then I put it in like, I... That's, too that, "That's too much. That's too much. That's growth. That's too on the nose. That's growth. <laughs> <laughs> Jones. But no, Jones. In
0: 2015, Jones. when this game was announced, you would not have had that restraint. Oh no, I would have.
2: You would have you would have been excitedly throwing in things yeah. to push the
1: In two thousand five I would have put the whole game up. I would have <laughs> you know. Yeah, true, it's, true. It's that's a, like that's older. a
2: really funny that's a really funny thing about cutting reviews for video games is like a lot of times the best shots and the best stuff when you're editing it, you're like I shouldn't put this in. Like I should make mm. a worse review mm, yeah. because this is a better moment for playing it in the game.
1: There, like yeah. It's like doing you a favor that the review isn't quite as good. Just clicking open clips. Oh, the first thing that I saw was he had music, so I'd go through the music first, and he, what Brad would do is he would stop in an environment and be like, oh, this is good music, so he would just stop and stop the character moving and let the music loop. And there was one I like clicked open, and from my limited exposure to Final Fantasy VII, there was like one environment that I hadn't seen from trailers that I was literally just cloud standing, and then you can see it in the background, and I was like, oh, oh! <laughs> like Taking it back. That looks amazing! <laughs> you know, and it's like, I even knew what that was. Like, I'm like, I know what that is. That's cool. Oh, man. Yeah, it's a, it's a gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous good. And I can officially say, I'm going to name drop it right now because the game is going to be out by the time this podcast is done. In the cast of Final Fantasy VII Remake, Amanda Troop. <gasps> really? Ooh, that's a
3: scoop. Mm. And
1: it's fun because you'll hear they, they the awesome. people talking, talking, talking all over that game. And so... Uh, keep your keep your ears peeled.
3: Ooh. Yeah, you'll you'll hear her talking. This will be a know. fun game. Which ally gets first? Fun. So. Uh,
1: Damiani,
0: is this going to by the end of the year? Will we look back at this game as the highest profile release? Like, man, that was a big deal. That was, the, that was the tentpole of the year.
3: With the way things are going, I feel good about saying yes to that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't really think any other high-profile things are going to make it out this year, just mm-hmm. because of the current situation. But uh, let's say in a hypothetical alternate reality, now this happened, and all the big other games we supposed were coming out, I think it still would. I absolutely think it would stand up as like, I mean, in my eyes, it's already going to be bigger than Resident Evil 3 Remake. Um, it's easily going to eclipse that. And Mm -hmm. I think the only things that were going to come out this year, I mean, they still have a chance, you know, no one's saying they're not coming out, but I mean, the last of us two, um, potentially, I still think this is going to be way bigger than the last of us two and, uh, cyberpunk, I think Mm -hmm. cyberpunk potentially rival this but I don't think it's going to make this year either at this point. Yeah, I don't think it's... And then when I thought Breath of the Wild 2 was coming out this year, I thought maybe that had a chance, but I don't think that's coming out this year anymore either, so I don't think there's anything coming out this year that's going to come close to Final Fantasy VII Remake. It's like Last of Us 2 will be the only thing that remotely approaches this.
1: The conversation around this game is just not going to stop because, like, there's gonna be everybody under the hood, like, try not to spoil things, although people are gonna get spoiled anyway about, like, all the different changes and all the stuff that was different, and then there's gonna be the arguments about, like, well, this happened in the original game, but I'm upset that this changed, and that they changed it to this, and then there's gonna be the other camp that's like, no, but it's better now it makes sense, because storytelling was limited in the 90s, you know, the square's gotten better at this, the tech is better, so why not tell a different story? And then there's gonna be all of the crazy new stuff that they've added that even past hinting Mm -hmm. it further Chapters that are going to release for Final Fantasy VII Remake, maybe you're even introducing new things into the world of Final Fantasy VII that weren't even there. So everyone's got to like dig up Crisis Core, rewatch Advent Children, where you know, and just kind of like it's just <laughs> going to start this like whole new renaissance of like just rebooting all of that lore and all yeah. of that, all those characters and all that stuff. All of the, the, the fan fiction and the speculation about okay, well, if we got introduced to this character this way and this happens to them later, how are they going to change that? I mean, it's just exactly
3: the, Jones, the fact, yeah.
1: It's gonna be relentless. <laughs> the
4: way that you described that was so perfect and tiring. Like I feel yeah. like yeah. I just yeah. had the next six months flash out before my eyes. But I also feel like a benefit of getting older and being in this industry now for a number of years, you also build up resistance to that stuff. Like, whatever. People are gonna lie on Twitter. It's fine. I just wanna play the game. That's all I want. I don't wide away. Do
3: have fun. And um, this isn't even completed yet. This is going to be the first part. So, like, the speculation. like th- I think this yeah, is why right. what's going to hit like the one-two whammy. is a one- This isn't over when it comes out. Yeah, There's going to be more. Oh, There's starting. people speculating about uh, how they're going to do the other stuff now. And it's just going to be a conversation that just g- keeps going. And maybe they show something else. So, yeah, it's it's definitely going to have a lot of potency. And did
2: they say three parts, right? Or did said, they never no, say they haven't, how many? They haven't said. <laughs> They've
4: not I said really, how many hope oh, myself and and you guys on this panel do not get spoiled. I oh, really, yeah. really hope.
0: Yeah, hey, I mean, uh, went media blackout so far. I feel so good about just starting it tonight. I'm, like, yeah. happy. I'm satisfied I, with just having tonight by myself. Kyle, I avoid,
4: I just like you, I avoided so much of the media up to this,
2: and I really feel like it paid off. Yeah. The thing I'm terrified about is that, like, there's going to be that moment, you know, from that first trailer where we realize, like, oh, Damn it, that's like the last shot of this game is in the first trailer, you know, like the first trailer we all saw. It's valid here. we'll find out. We'll find out we'll soon find enough. Out. Um, Who knows?
0: I do want to talk about the future. I want to talk about if other games can, let's say this game is a, is a success and it's at least a moderate success already, right? Um, if they can emulate it uh, in two ways. One, I wonder if there'll be more high caliber remasters along these lines, uh, along RE2 lines. Uh, and then secondly, I wonder if there will be more multi-game stories, which I feel like was a last-gen thing that really died off this gen. Like the idea of Mass Effect, you're carrying your story in between games, um, that quickly died off. Nobody's trying that anymore. And so yeah, oh, my two right. questions. Huh. Sorry.
1: You're right with Mass Effect. That hasn't really been a trend. That's really <laughs> happened. Yeah. Wow. Is it coming I mean, back? Like
2: there are a lot of like JRPGs that do that still. I feel like, but other than that, yeah.
0: Like, you mean uh, Trails of Cold Steel?
2: Yeah, Trails, and, um, do, oh, I don't know if Xenoblade Chronicles does that or whatever, but. I think, Are you talking about, like, multi-game installments?
0: Yeah. Uh, a uh, story, like, like a story carrying over multi-games. The, like Xenosaga yeah. does Xenos, that.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Big Time does that. <laughs> Kinda. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess I don't know. Yeah, because yeah, I think if I don't want
0: to know, I think if you're once in a generation, it doesn't count. I feel like if you're doing right, one right, every yeah, five yeah. years, it's like, okay, buddy. I feel like this is a tricky question, Kyle, because it, and this has
4: kind of always been the case. Final Fantasy VII has a very particular cachet, right? Like yeah. it. It was a very pivotal game and a very pivotal system. Like it was, it blew the doors open, and I think it is. Particularly special to a wide number of people in a way that a lot of games aren't. And so I don't think a lot of series could get away with this kind of production. Ben, like, yeah,
1: Ben, I'd say there's like five yeah. <laughs> games <laughs> in the history of the industry that could that are that kind of right. like Ocarina of Time you know and like three others you know that like are just were that earth shattering and would that raise that many questions if they were redone in in this way and um yeah but whether people might attempt it is is a different thing um looking at electronic arts yeah if
0: if it's funny if you look at the momentum to this game's announcement even but even to its release just the seeds that were planted for so long like ben said he heard about it before the ps3 well, There's,
4: just the technical demo, you know, planting the exactly. seed in your mind.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. no other game that has these kind of seeds. Nobody, nobody has made the investment <laughs> that right. this game had, whether that was fair or not, right? Um, uh, but yeah, I think it's truly special in in this anticipation. I don't, I don't think it can be replicated. Well, yeah, <clears throat> we
2: talked about this kind of last time, but like, I I see, I see not many trying to be this intense of a remaster. You know, like it seems like capcom's kind of got it down to an art with their resident evil games and i imagine they'll keep going with that pulling for uh you know uh code veronica and 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 demon uh dino crisis but like i think that it's definitely going to take a lot of the wind out of the sails of remasters Mm -hmm. like because these are so good that like you know we were talking about the nintendo remasters like more and more of those that come out everyone's just going to be like yeah okay it's an up-res, whatever who cares like yeah.
3: I
4: I yeah. feel like we've gotten so many remakes and remasters though that I think particularly among like the enthusiast crowd I think people are pretty conditioned to them like a lot of times when I see a remaster for a smaller game people are just happy that it's getting attention I don't think right. they're like oh man I super expected this to be this huge crazy big I guess, remake they're just I guess that's- they're just happy it's there
2: Right, I guess that's kind of what I mean is like they already feel kind of just like well naturally you'd put that out on the new system sure yeah yeah mm. like they don't feel special remasters is I guess what I mean like already whereas these kind of re rem- uh yeah re remakes feel momentous and I think Jones is right like I think I think 10 or 15 games maybe deserve it and 2 or 3 would be this ground sh- earth shattering I almost maybe. feel like
4: Final Fantasy VII and, and Resident Evil 2 and 3, though, are almost in a different category from a remake, even. Like, I, I do feel like reimagining yeah. is, is maybe even more apt than than just remakes. Because there are things that technically fall under the remake banner that feel, I guess, more in line with what the original game did, whereas these the the, the time disparity between the two of them and the transformation between them is is huge.
0: Uh, It's so funny. I think that uh, easily you can go like the Hollywood is just remaking movies, just making sequels. There's no original ideas. I'm honestly, Ben, if these are reimaginings, totally fine with that. Because honestly, those old video game ideas are more creative than new video game ideas.
1: (laughs) And in a lot of ways, when they redo movies, it's like, even as a big film buff, even as like a huge fan of those films, it's like, I'm not necessarily a huge fan of where we're at now with cinema in this regard like where this genre of film is at or where sci-fi or thrillers or horror or whatever is so it's like you say something's coming back like oh we're going to make like you know we're going to make a new child's play it's like oh okay you know whereas like where it's like it's been 20 years more than 20 years since Final Fantasy 7 came out and it's like holy cow yeah let's go like we've learned so much tech has come so far and I think that's, that's like the thing that just blows me away about FF7 and I would just love to be a fly on the wall for all of the the, not the specific development meetings for all of those decisions, but, like, the big budget meetings where they were like, okay, how much are we going to spend on this? And what were the moments where maybe that jumped or lessened? Because it's one thing to, like, just take that on. It's one thing just to promise that you're going to be doing a Final Fantasy VII remake. It's another thing to not make it turn-based and be like, no, 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 we're going to make an action. And then it's another thing to be like, no, we're going to make this, on its own, competitively awesome amongst all action adventure games in 2020. Like, yeah, well, I mean- everything about this game is just completely blowing way past any expectation I could possibly have
0: part of the story we know Jones is that cyber connect was working on it and yeah. it wasn't good enough
1: yeah it wasn't like you said it wasn't this blowing away so that's thing. that's really cool to me I that, yeah. that yeah. like and it and it's even cooler with the fact that like I don't have that deep-seated love of, of ff7 right. um you know uh and so it's you know seeing what they did and being like yeah, <laughs> you know, like good, good, good for you. You know, like you didn't like it just doesn't seem like the the regular normal expected business thing that you would do for them to have so much pride in it and realize like there's no going back from this. Like if we mess this up and they never want to do nine or do, you know, or when we announce 16 or whatever, like this could hurt a lot of stuff. Like we really need to. Kick ass! Like it, it makes me think that when there were some design decisions and it was like we're, we're trying to cut corners, it's like let's not cut this corner, not because we know it's going to financially, uh, you know, uh, work for us, but because we have a not cut corners rule. You see that sign over there? <laughs> you know, it's just like we're just not doing that for this game. This is the one exception. Let's just kick ass in every possible way that we can. I I uh, have a
2: question for you guys real quick. Are are um like this for all these remasters? Resident Evil this how often are like original producers or directors or creatives involved on the re remaster? Do you know if, Oh, if I would say ever? seldom, right? Seldom yeah. they're even working like, for the same company. So right. I would say this is a
0: rare occurrence too. Yeah. And with the I was near, just thinking about, mm-hmm.
2: I was just thinking about in film, how it's happened a few times where people have made shot for shot remakes. Yeah. Psycho. And, uh, the psycho. Yeah. And like Michael Henneke made a shot for shot of his own movie, you know, mm-hmm. And it's, like, just kind of an interesting thing where it's like, yeah, now you have new people reinterpreting this kind of source material, adding their own flair and stuff. I, I'm i all
1: about it. I think it's really interesting. That's why RE1 Sorry, was so great, because that, that was Mikami. That was him going back right. and being like, "Yeah, let me try this again, you know? And like, <laughs> yeah. And, and it's just it's just better. It's just literally a better, like, it, 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 it makes RE1 look bad in a weird way, you know? It makes it, like, not scary in a, in, in a strange way. Um. um Kyle, you mentioned
4: old video game ideas being better than new video game ideas, and while I don't agree with that wholeheartedly, there are definitely times where that smacks me in the face. So I've been kind of playing Resident Evil Resistance and Resident Evil Outbreak simultaneously, Mm -hmm. and Resident Evil Outbreak is fascinating because it's not perfect and it's rough in a lot of ways, but it feels like... The PS2 one, what okay. that had online. Right? Right, had it It's part, of, yeah, that. Yeah. It was part yeah. of Capcom's online initiative along with Monster Hunter and Auto Modelista and all this stuff. And it's a really interesting game because it feels like they're trying to solve a problem. And they're trying to be like... like you can As you're playing it, you see like the developers' minds at work. Like, how do we make Resident Evil work online? And there's a lot I like about Resistance, but you boot up Resistance and you're like, yeah, they just threw loot boxes in here, didn't mm-hmm. they? They mm-hmm. just did mm-hmm. that. Like, mm-hmm. that that in some ways like that same spirit isn't there. It doesn't feel as, as creatively motivated. It feels a little bit more copycatish.
0: Yeah, Ben, and I remember times when we were playing through Final Fantasy VII and there's so many moments where are like, they don't do this anymore. Yeah, oh, they yeah. don't do stuff like that anymore.
4: Yeah, like think about, think about how many weird ass things you can do in Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> yes, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Uh, Damiani, how happy are you tonight?
3: I mean, I'm happy. <laughs> scale but I'm one to pl- ten. I'm not playing it tonight. I play it tomorrow at noon.
0: Oh, because you're saving your first time with for the audience.
3: Mm-hmm. Wow. So
2: the sacrifice we make.
3: I. Yeah, I mean, this is something. I think the best way to put this is like you. I think Jones, you were alluding to there are a few other games that might could potentially approach this caliber. I don't think anything can at this point because even something like the bigs, like Ocarina of Time, like Diablo 2, whatever you want, it, like go back and revisit and reimagine the thing is FF7 remake has been in the minds of people since the 2000s since PS2 because there was the report that said a bunch of PS1 the PS1 Final Fantasy games are getting remade starting with Final Fantasy 7 and then we got the PS3 tech demo it's 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 like for almost like for 15 plus years it has been like a thing that has been teased that like people have dreamed of and imagined and the I would say that like it's it's surreal that it's here um, like I don't think it's gonna like dawn on me until I start playing it that like this is the final game it's not a demo not an E3 build like this is it but at the same time it's a little bittersweet because it is not the whole thing um, I'm gonna like my biggest dread uh, is that all this excitement all these emotional f- emotions I'm gonna feel about this it's gonna come to an end and I'm just gonna be waiting for for who knows how long for the rest of this. And it's going to hurt even more knowing that I, I know how much more they have to go. Like when I see where this ends, right. I'm going to know they have this much more to go if they, at, at least. And yeah, I'm still struggling with that. Like I'm dreading that moment. It's like inevitable. I'm going to have to reconcile that like this part one, which is not called part one will end. And I might have a great time with it. And I'm going to love talking about it with everyone for a few months, but there's also gonna be that agony of like, Oh, there's That's so the only thing I think more. could shoot it down at the end yeah. of the year. Exactly. The only thing I think yeah. could be
1: is if we do get Cyberpunk, if we do get Last of Us parts, it would right. be like that ending, though.
3: Uh, it's know, like it's an like, asterisk, yeah, buy it. yeah.
2: It'll be like Lord of the Rings, where the third one got all the Oscars, but it was
1: yeah, like,
3: yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> It was really for the whole trilogy.
3: Like, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs>
2: wait a minute. By the end
4: of this, you could just do a fascinating and super long retrospective on just the Final Fantasy VII remake. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't well, even need to include any other games.
3: Yeah,
2: Yeah, Damiani, what's really scary, yeah, and I mean, I think maybe you just said this, but, like, this will give you an exact idea of, of how long each part's going to be, too. So we'll have an idea of, like, okay, yeah, they're going to need to do two more parts? Like, if, if each one is this size, or, like, however big this one is, you know, if they yeah. get... What I, if it's I, like well, <laughs> like ten parts? I mean, I don't. Yeah, yeah
3: I, that, that's yeah, Ben. That's not like you're j- laughing, but at the same time, like if they want to do t- theoretically <laughs> everything. It's like there's no way it's going to be three parts. It's going to be more. But I, again, I don't know where this ends. And I'm assuming it does not end the like the overworld part of the game. Like they don't address that in this game. I think they don't have to because they're gonna end, they'll probably end it before any of that stuff. That's going to be the biggest question. That's one of the biggest a huge element of the original game that how are they going to... They've demonstrated they can translate so much of the original well into this new style, but Mm. the overall, how they're going to handle that, I think is critical, and that's going to be a long wait, potentially, to know how they're going to do that. So you're tapping
0: on something that I find really fun, Damiani. Okay. It is... The anticipation, mm-hmm. and I'm almost excited for Square Enix to be part of the conversation again, part of this anticipation, part of this thing everybody wants. Uh, for them, it's it's kind of like when a bad NFL team is just suddenly good. And it's like yes, mm-hmm. them again. <laughs> yeah, they're part of the conversation again. I feel like I feel like it's very mm-hmm. fun. have this it's gonna be a running through line and then once we get that next game it's gonna be like what are they gonna do with the next one and I just I I think that anticipating video games is part of being a fan of video games in the weirdest Mm -hmm. saddest way uh and so uh
2: yeah 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 I'm in well and I love that part of it the the flip side of that like take um take Kentucky Route Zero as an example Mm -hmm. like it, it took them 10 years to put out all five acts and they did interstitials and like the evolution of that game with technology and with kind of like the things that they were technically capable of saying the things that they were interested in saying and society moved you know, in ten, over the course of 10 years and they kind of morphed along with it to a certain extent without sacrificing their initial you know, message but I think that it, what might be really fascinating if this is a prolonged enterprise of 2, 3, four or five games whatever is how will final fantasy adjust and evolve to match where we are in 2026 when part two comes out well i almost
4: i almost feel like the the opposite is happening where i feel like the themes of final fantasy 7 are lining up more with the actual world (laughs) we just live we're catching up midgard right right i feel like the ideas that they were presenting in nineteen ninety seven of the planet dying and people taking advantage of it are are hitting me in a totally different way than when I, I first mean, yeah, played we, the game.
2: We just are cyberpunk now; like mm. we're living in it. Like, yeah, <laughs> it just is At, a reality. So,
3: and it's, also yeah, less Ian, and less novel. The just the fact, of like, if this, how many years this will take? This is like technology improves and stuff like how potentially different the final installment might feel from like the first installment yeah. um, like advances yeah. they make in ai like whatever it's going to be that the the original game feels dated or something like that where they have to go back and remaster that one to <laughs> ca- like to update it because it doesn't feel like there'll Those be haptics, such a gap count like on it. It, there's going to be yeah count the, the dual sense Sun- Sun- haptics.
1: haptics bro mm-hmm. got yeah. to put them in change everything put in. Those haptics
4: <laughs> i just I want... I could see all my conversations of, like, Final Fantasy 7-6 was kind of a slump, but Final Fantasy 7-7 brought it back. And boy, <laughs> Final Fantasy 7-8, that was my favorite. That was really... really ben, captured oh the best part. Do you hope it's yeah, seven it's parts,
3: great. and it, like, when you get the complete collection, they make a seven on the spine or whatever? Oh. The they need to do like they <laughs> cool. did
4: with uh, the Dragon Ball Z VHS, and they, like, make a picture yeah. with it. You, get
3: all the, you line if, up all the boxes. I
2: just had a terrifying thought. What if... Part two skips a generation, like what if it takes him that long?
0: <laughs> Don't say that. Don't just Ian, I- That's really interesting. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna move into love and respect right now. Uh, okay. Do 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 uh, is from uh, Faraz Rizvi, who says, give kudos to Ian with his spot-on prediction during the Final Fantasy VII reveal in 2015. Ian, you said, it's going to come out in five years.
3: Yeah, <laughs> Good, solid yeah. number. So
0: Ian, here's, is that- Ian, you're being scared that skipping a generation just made it happen.
2: Oh, no. You just made that Actually, the future. I, well, here's the thing. Here's back. the thing. They've got the engine now. Yeah. So I think that shades yeah. at least two years off. I agree. Mm-hmm. Like this one might be three years. Yeah, it had two, a bumpy road. Years. It definitely
0: had a bumpy, bumpy road. That yeah. hopefully won't be replicated.
2: Because yeah. I don't, I don't see them reinventing the wheel for parts two and three. I think they're just going to want to get them out. And I think yeah. the
1: more accolades come in, the more sales come in, the more they just grease those wheels, and they're like, "Yeah, we did it, we did it, go, go, if, go, 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 go." Like, uh, if they're
2: really, I mean, like the the hope against hope, the fervent hope, is that they've been, they split into teams and they're they're James Cameroning it or whatever, where like. The initial wait was very, very long, but then it's Avatar four, five, six, whatever, mm-hmm. like a year apart, <laughs> or like they're pulling a Star Wars, except they thought it through first, where it's like a year apart, you know. I How mean, many Avatar movies are they making?
3: Four, five. 25. So three more, right? Four more. Or four more cheese. Four, four more. more. With
2: I'll say that ride, dude. Like I've never been like oh, don't I don't hate Avatar. Don't Oh, I know, but the the flight of passage is was the most transformational ride I think I've ever been on. That thing was incredible.
3: You're just killing Jones Worth the right three now.
2: hour wait. <laughs> Do you think there is one rich person who is allowed to use Disneyland? No,
0: <laughs> in this time.
1: There's no. A,
2: oh, absolutely. Well, well they got to make money yeah, bypasses.
1: Not like in use it, room. but I mean, they got to they got to cut those trees. They got to maintain that. They stuff. might so be able to be There's like somebody the, in there right now, you know. Sure, the there's somebody in there when
3: right it now. it up. Yeah,
2: I think I bet I bet you, Brad Pitt. Could get someone on the phone, yeah. You think and no. and be like, "Here's a million dollars. Let me hit Disneyland." The optics would be
3: too bad if it got out. Well, it the would be bad. No. He would, I'm not
2: saying he would no. do it, but I'm saying he could do. It. Okay, has Brad Pitt highest held chance? Yes, a dual sense.
3: Yes, he could. He could get on the phone and do that. That's more believable for sure. Yeah. Let's be
0: real um, right now. I think Brad Pitt could hold a dual sense in
3: seventy-two hours. That's oh yeah. yeah, and because yeah. they'd want him to like me a dual tweet sense. it or put it on Instagram an Instagram post up. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. I just I uh, want to touch it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> t- George. And he just says it, this, sense. it makes sense.
0: Okay, Uh, next, Allies. As a physician during the current COVID pandemic, uh, the time I have to play games is limited to... Yes, thank you. Uh, you. The time I have to play games is limited to late at night after I've gotten home and spend a little time with my family before they all go to bed. I've recently picked up Animal Crossing as a distraction slash stress relief from everything going on. I'm enjoying the game, but all of my time is at night since it's based on the real-world clock. My question is... I'm, am I missing out on things to only be playing at night? Should I set my Switch's internal time to a different hour, i.e. 12 hours off, so I play the game in the day, or accept that yes. my island life will be experienced almost exclusively at night? Would be interested to hear from the panel as well as any other allies' thoughts. Uh, thanks for all you do in helping us distract ourselves for a few hours a week from everything going on, and stay safe, fellow allies. Love and respect. Jared.
1: Oh, I it depends on it Johnson.
2: depends on when night starts for him, yeah. Because or for them, because like if they get there before eight eight thirty p.m., they can still do everything. But if yeah. it's if you're not starting until eleven p.m., yeah,
0: the stores closed. The stores are closed. Right. The
3: game is. I don't think they should put that s- stress on them. They already have like a stressful day. Like mm-hmm. absolutely change the clock. Like no one's gonna <laughs> like. It's totally cool. There well, are different time zones and stuff. Like right. Just just set it to that and play that way and if life returns back to normal, you know, you can readjust your time and stuff and it's n- like one day's not g- adjustments not going to screw with anything with your game drastically. Junk's so making
1: me nervous. Here we go. Well, it's but here's the thing about Animal Crossing is okay. that
3: it all depends on
1: what he wants to get out of Animal Crossing. He right. did not say I feel like I'm not getting enough out of it. He asked am I? I don't know. Like I'm playing it, and I'm having a good time. Then it's like then you're mm, then you're set. Then that's yeah. right. Because if, if you change the time, you, now you're actually potentially adding more stress. Now you get home and you're jumping in during the day and you're like, oh, damn, oh, there's all these bugs, and oh, who's this person coming? Oh, man, there's a lot. Whereas, like, now you're coming in at night, the music's chill, the lights are down, like, now it's actually matching your life, you know? And so, like, yeah. it's, this is what the world is like right now, you know? And so I do like that sync. Plus... That say hopefully you get a day off, hopefully you know, you're, the stresses of your work lessen and then hopefully on a Sunday you finally get a chance and then, it, you know, like, oh, like I've been traveling to allies towns and it's crazy when like I'll go to somebody in the UK and like oh, it's in the morning, you know, and like oh, it's fun and I'm, I've just traveled over to their town and it's nice to see that difference. Whereas that moment you switch the clock over, like now you
3: don't, it, it you've, just you've disconnected your brain from how that works. Yeah. It depends on what, what they you. want, because so, yeah, if they want, it, they want to make significant progress, they're right. I think playing at night is going to be significant.
1: T- it doesn't matter. There's no, you know what I mean? Like there's. No- yeah, that's no. what their goal <laughs> yeah. was. If they want, if they getting want to house build, a a yeah, they want to build their house. They want to
3: build up, their, house, yeah, to build up yeah. their town. They want to bring in more people. Like that's Amanda's, a big thing.
1: A, in Amanda's town, and she's been playing since launch. Nook is still in a tent. She doesn't care. Like she, I'm like, what? I'm like, you don't have your residence. She doesn't care. Cool. She's, but she's made all of the Easter Yeah.
2: How's <laughs> that know? even possible? So it's well, like it she's does the it. opposite of me. Exactly.
1: Everyone's <laughs> the opposite of everybody else. So it's just like I
2: want Easter to go away. Like when <laughs> I go to oh, all I
1: when too. I go to other people's islands, you can clearly tell like. That's what you care about, you know, and it's funny because yeah. some people are like I still have a lot of work to do And it's like you are so much more committed like th- there's brick everywhere like you're going this is nuts <laughs> dude Like they're their residential town, their museums just like on its own level and surrounded by waterfalls And they're like ah, I got a lot of stuff to do and you're like ah, This is insane, you know, so it's just I've seen the credits eight times. There's no right. Yeah there. There's no right way to play that game And so I think mm. just personally for me yeah. like I, I want everybody to do what they want to do I, I you know um but i definitely do think there's a tremendous value in that shift when you do if you do have like an hour at 6am and you see the sunrise in that game like it when you know yeah and you look out your window like i think that connection is important i think not necessarily important i think there's value to it but um but at the same time like yeah if you're if you're just if if your store is always closed and you're like I, who are these nook kids i want to go meet them you know like um yeah. it, it
2: actually it, uh that's uh uh support for not advancing your game if you can only play at night, because if you still have the tent and you don't have the shop, you can always mm. buy and sell things. Oh sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. But you just won't have as much stuff. But right. yeah. Cool. Uh
0: I like nighttime vibes. I like the idea that all the oh, dumb yeah. animals are asleep and it's just me on
2: this island. That one AM music is fire.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's
2: cool. Uh just quick shout out to healthcare professionals. Like my dad was one. I mean, before all this, but like, uh, you know, the hours he would work were nuts in the ER. But like, my friend Pam just told me today she's a doctor, and uh, she's, this, today was her first day off in three weeks. Yeah, so, yeah and the hours, and the I'm hours just like, are oh working. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, shout out to healthcare professionals, everybody. It's nuts out there.
0: Shout out. Shout out. We are indebted to you. Uh, thank you. Um, we're going to play a game. Time to play a game. This is uh, Maxwell House Coffee Presents Good to the Last Drop Games. Uh, not sponsored by Maxwell House Coffee. Uh, not sponsored. <laughs> so, um, okay. Uh, using data gathered from howlongtobeat.com, you will be provided with three categories of completion for today's candidates, <laughs> and you must give recommendations on how much the game should be consumed. Uh for uh oh okay 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 so if it's just the main story you say just a cup please um if if somebody should do main and some extra stuff say please fill her up and if they should do completionist you say good to the last drop <laughs> this will make sense as we play good good yeah yeah horizon zero dawn the main story is 22 and a half hours long with extras the game is 44 hours completionist 60 hours
2: are we each doing it
0: or? generally we tend to agree I, um, I like to hear up. some takes
1: I'd say On filler reason. up I'm tempted say to say good yeah. to the last drop because that game was kind of like Spider-Man for me I normally don't do 100% I normally mm-hmm. do not chase a platinum and I, I remember I think I got everything in that I think it was just very laid maybe like the things those things that show you what the world used to look like I don't think I got all of those Oh yeah. so yeah. maybe filler up is fine but uh, uh, the, they had only had one expansion, and they put it right in the campaign. So if you get the complete version, it you won't even notice. You'll just be like, oh, yeah, it was that ice chapter, I guess, was extra. But um, it just, I like it, extras because the
0: armor was fun to unlock, and it's very mm-hmm. rewarding to have.
1: And everything's just labeled really well. Everything is yeah. very, it's not like you're running around circles being like, where's this dumb little thing? It's like, it's, it's there, yeah. go get it.
0: I Yeah, I can
4: only speak to my experience, but Horizon was one of those games that I didn't I don't feel like I barreled through, but I also wasn't like, okay, I absolutely have to do everything. Like I kind of just went with a go with the flow approach and I, I didn't, I definitely didn't do everything, but I definitely messed around a little bit and that felt good to me. Like I I felt like I had a, a good personal pace, but at the same time I wasn't like, like Spider-Man, I definitely had that urge to do everything. And to me, that was a good to the last drop and this wasn't quite there. Yeah, sure. So
2: I I feel bad I didn't even finish my cup. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> I played yeah. that game for like six, seven hours, and I was like, all right. Totally fair. Yeah, You had default, a couple of sips. Defaulting yeah. to the
3: other the panelist Put here. And uh, Legend of
2: Zelda,
0: Ocarina of Time. Main story is 26 and a half hours. Main and extras is 30 and a half hours. Completionist, 39 hours. That's good to the last drop. I feel like it's
1: close Fill.
2: enough. You might as well.
0: you yeah. can all
1: the sculptures? Fill her up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah.
2: You, you bet your ass I. Am.
4: <laughs> I think I, I like hate a getting hun- the sculptures. I, yeah, I think you, gotta, a- you gotta you gotta you gotta heal them. 100- you gotta
3: heal
0: that family. I, but you don't
3: need. I don't think you need all of them to do that. I mean, it's been a long. We're time. We're
0: talking completionists.
3: So like completionist know, means you're doing
0: yeah. everything in the game.
3: Yeah, I mean, I said filler up because I think there's a good there's a good amount of side quests in there to experience. But historically, for me, Zelda games are not like fun to hundred percent
0: yeah like, how many the, amongst the panel how many is all the games have you maxed out all your hearts in first playthrough
3: well first, play oh, through, first zero. playthrough
2: zero very yeah. few yeah i don't know i yeah, I, yeah first I'd, playthrough very few if any. i i maxed out my own <clears throat> thing in breath of the wild i think cool i I, I only missed like legit. three shrines i think
3: i mean i eventually did but i Dang. beat the game before i had maxed out my hearts yeah yeah
2: mm. i say for, I mean, or, I, yeah if we're that's fine
4: also, I what, just really yeah. like Ocarina of Time.
3: That's all. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Also,
1: what version are we talking about? You know, because like, if you want to play on a TV, that's the. You We're know, talking N sixty four. N sixty four. If mm-hmm. you want to, you're playing the 3DS version. It's just like if you want to spend that much, you know, forty hours on a handheld for one game. Like, I don't know.
4: It's okay. This is stupid. I admit that this is stupid. But I think part of the reason I feel more compelled to get all the heart pieces in in a, in a Zelda game as opposed to getting collectibles in other games, is there's just something powerful about seeing all those hearts stacked up. Like, when they're all there, and you have those rows of hearts, there's just something beautiful about A full it. magic meter. Confidence. Yes.
0: <laughs>
1: yes, yeah, it is, it's like... Well, it's symmetrical, man. The moment you, yeah. you start the second row, it's like, ah! You just have this one right, heart exactly. on the bottom, second row, you're like, just, ah! Uh, I might as well not I even have they- that heart. Just yeah, start it, the second row OCD so When I had like four hearts on there, but yes. not
2: one. Like uh Yes. That was that was honestly Brandon in Breath of the Wild. That was my main motivator for filling up my, my bar. Stop the campaign like, dead in its tracks and just Yeah, out. I was just like I was like staring up at the corner. I was like, oh, that looks so weird.
0: <laughs> uh Batman Arkham City.
2: Man, am I going to have finished any of these? Oh,
0: we'll see. Actually, yeah. There's one coming up. Uh, main story, 12 and a half hours. Main and extra, 21 and a half hours. Yeah. So, a uh, nine-hour difference there. Completionist, 46 and a half Forget hours. It. Fill it up. Just Good lord. Fill it
1: up. Fill, I... fill it up. But that's some story stuff. There's some, yeah. yes. some, some of those secrets. Mm-hmm. Yes. But, like, arguably best stuff in the game. So. Is this I, the
2: one with the Riddler uh, trophies? They all have. Riddler. If you're doing completionist oh, though,
1: you're getting a lot uh, of Riddler, Riddler trophies. Oh, okay, I mean. okay, okay. Huber was so funny um, baiting me with that Arkham Knight boss fight. I'm like, not gonna happen. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I, I love the Arkham games and some of those side quests, particularly in Arkham City, are amazing. I don't enjoy going after all of the Riddler trophies. Yeah. Like, some of them, yeah, but doing all of them, I just, I
0: get bored of it and just. I just don't want to do it. I just don't want to do it. Because it's not all like solving a nice little puzzle. Sometimes it's just right. like a time challenge. Sure. Yeah. And it's like, they just get annoying. It. Yeah.
1: But, but it's, me. it's uh, Arkham. The Arkham games are so special. I mean, I can't remember. It. Arkham Knight's just fresh in my mind because it's the last one that I played. But I can't remember any game that the 100% completionist activity literally yells at you. Like, you <laughs> run around that city and Riddler's literally like, Well, I guess you're a pussy, aren't you, Batman? <laughs> you're like... Like, dude, I'm just trying to finish the campaign, dude. He's like, wow, well, <laughs> is that a direct quote? Yeah, <laughs> no, he says that. <laughs> wow,
2: Riddler's got a potty mouth. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh but he just God. talks trash the whole time, and oh I was oh like, and it's fun. Like, even after I like beat the game and got credits and I won the story, you know, I beat the story and I did it. I saved Gotham. I did it. He's still just like, one more quest, Batman. I'm like, you're right. I am not gonna do that, dude.
0: <laughs> uh, last one we'll do here. Bloodborne.
2: I knew this was on there, baby. Mm-hmm. Good to the last drop. So, Easy. Ma-
0: well, hold on. I mean, main story. It. main story is 34 and a half hours just to get through the to the credits. Mm-hmm. No sweat. Main and extras 45 hours. Yeah. You know, you're you getting all the umbilical cords. Uh, yeah. Completionist 77 hours. Psst.
2: That seems a little I high. I guess. But I I'd want to know the criteria yeah. for 100. percent Probably doing
0: all the the gaunt the trials. What do they call the, the Chalice Dungeons. The Chalice Dungeons. You oh. have to beat
2: Yarnum down at the end of the Chalice Dungeons. Yeah. It's not that bad.
4: It's, really, it's not that bad. The plan for that bad. game is not that bad.
2: It's not that bad. It's really not that bad. So Straight it's not out.
0: 77 hours. Ntb. Well, that's it's the thing. The, is is like I don't well, I feel
2: like it didn't take me 77 hours. I had hundreds in that game. I think I don't know, but like that that's one of the platinums I have I've got like that and witness and like you nice. know I don't I don't go after platinums a lot so like it ain't that hard to do yeah, feel like it's so I've good I
3: mean yeah. I, I think as long as you like I'm I'm on the side where you, as long as you see like all the endings and stuff you're good yeah but it is like, worth playing through everything in that game absolutely I,
4: Bloodborne is definitely a game that you don't want to stop playing like right. I think it's a it's a game where you're just like this is I, I don't wanna do this, but I also don't wanna stop playing this game, so I'll convince myself
2: that I wanna do this. I'd I'd gotten how many endings are there? Three? Four? Three. I'd gotten three. Yeah, I'd gotten two of the endings already like I'd already gotten all three of the endings I think and then before looking up how to get the platinum and I was like, Oh, I just have like three more things to do. <laughs> oh, I see. You know, cool. Like, I just automatically, because I wanted to do it again, you know. And
0: you're basically like, getting all the weapons and the yeah, yeah, signs yeah. anyway.
2: That's cool. That was one of the games that you just, I started New Game Plus right after I finished it, you know. Uh, one message at the end.
0: May all your future adventures be good to the last drop. But may you have the wisdom to know when just a cup, please, is all right as well. Godspeed, Mizek. Thank you. Thank you. That was fun. It's true. That's uh, good advice. Let us do one last one. I think this panel is going to have some good answers to this, too. Um, Hi, allies. I really love a good end credits music. The feeling mm. that you just finished a game. its also uh, It also works for movies and a TV show. The screen turning to black and the music starts and you just feel the adventure you just had. So I made a list of songs. My favorite one is Link's Awakening. It's just perfect. Uh, it made me feel like I had an epic adventure. Uh, the use of Game Boy music is perfect. Uh, so good that my one and a half year old daughter is so excited when I put it on. So after all this, what is your favorite credits music oh, from oh, games? Oh, Stay oh, safe, oh. Eleanor Shambar. Oh. Jones. Take it away. I
1: I do not say this very often on the Easy Eyes podcast. This is not my favorite. This is the best. The Period. Uh, Final Fantasy VI is the best composed any piece of music. It literally plays through every single character's theme from the entire game. Plays Mm -hmm. a whole new track you haven't heard of the entire time. Drops a little of the Final Fantasy theme in there, and then has this like giant big wrap up. It's basically the thing that you would hear if you went to go see like a concert in a in a like at the Hollywood Bowl or something. It's like the last thing they would play. Like on the Super Nintendo. So what other medleys did they have in the Super Nintendo? Super Metroid ended a medley? Did Super Mario World end in a medley? Of every theme, <laughs> of every character from the game? On the Super Nintendo, dude? 15-minute ending? PS4 games don't have 15-minute endings. It's, it's uh, nuts. And I don't have to do that. I don't have to say. I really try to be like, oh, yeah, this is my favorite. But anyway, mm-hmm. that to each his own.
2: You're, you're, I've done you're a very lot of- wrong, though. The, the best end credits song is definitely Silent Hill 3. Which is that? What is it? It's horrible. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's so, so bad. Uh, but I mean, Portal. Man, it's funny because the, the opening Portal. song
4: of
3: Silent Hill 3 is amazing. Yeah, Portal yeah, yeah. is up there for sure. Portal oh, yeah. To top, is up there. Uh still alive. I he, say it. I wonder if you'll back me up on this, Ben. I hope you do. Uh, Mel your Solid's ending credits music. Yeah, that's yes. what I was going to say. O- you took my o- answer. O- o- that's o- G- OG. OG, not Twin yeah. OG, yes.
4: The best, the best is yet to come is like... Probably the most emotional I've been during a video game ending. And that song and how it plays ties into what they leave you with and what those characters are saying so beautifully. Like, I. Oh, it's amazing. Uh, I also want to shout out uh, Half Life Alex's ending theme. Is
1: ooh. Ooh.
2: Oh,
1: that's a tease.
2: Yeah. Uh, I remember Breath of the Wild. <sighs> I liked the credits thing. I don't remember what it was, but I remember maybe they put Kaz. Theme in there, or something cast whatever.
1: Mm.
2: Does BB's theme play Cost again? Or
4: some sake. I forget
3: yeah. it because there's. Awesome. I keep forgetting Death Stranding. What it actually played during the credits? I was trying to remember. I, yeah, thought, I during it the, the credits. will
0: keep coming. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
3: They play that one. I didn't know if it was the church's song or if it was. Yeah. The
2: church's song was not good.
3: That's what I kind of liked. Uh, is like,
0: like uh, the, it hit me hard yeah. in Death Stranding because you saw so many trailers with that music, and somehow the trailers. Yeah. You having accepted that and the seeing the scene before, and so just experiencing it, it's like, Whoa! Uh, It hit me hard. Um, how's nobody saying Super Mario 64?
3: Because it's God. I mean, Kyle.
0: it's one of my faves. Man. Do, do we
3: do we need to like tell Jones that he was talking about like his Final Fantasy characters? Mm-hmm. This is like the Nintendo staple. Like we get a a beautiful tour of every level you've been to and stuff. Mm-hmm, and yeah. Super Mario 64 has the added bonus of in each of those <laughs> scenes, Mario is in each shot, but you can't actually see him by default in every shot. If you have a second controller plugged in, you can control the camera in the ending credits and you can do it where's waldo find where's mario style in some of those levels so there's a game element to it too he's
2: got to beat jones
4: why (laughs) i feel like in our current age video game urban myths cannot exist in the same way like now people just data mine it and you know everything before Mm. the game's out
2: yeah Yeah. Uh, i remember i remember when i heard that you could push on the d-pad in the loading screens of symphony of the night and make the now loading move around Ooh, and as a kid yeah. i was like whoa my, this it's mind-blowing stuff i still uh, do it every time i play that game i just like make it go in a little circle
3: i don't think it's the best but my personal favorite it's always going to be the ending credits of The link to the past and they've only like used that song one other time which is in the part of the title screen for four swords adventures i'm gonna let you so, have this one <laughs> there's just some people who just don't I like it, wow but it. I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it. It's not the best. It's not the best. It's just a personal favorite.
2: These are all great. Yeah. These are all great options. You
4: know, th- this is a personal failing, but I feel like um, a lot of times when I get to the credits, I'm not necessarily paying attention to the credits music because I'm just thinking about like, holy shit, I can't believe I got through that boss fight. Or I'm thinking about like some major story revelations. Or now, you know, there's always like post-credit teasers I need to be more attentive to the credits themselves. But that, yeah. like
0: the thing is, Ben, they're they're like Ubisoft credits are like twelve minutes long. There's not a that's lot. It, not yeah. a of,
4: care Some to of them in. are. That's, sure that's the other thing. That's a good point.
3: To get through is credits
0: are now very very long. Yes. Uh,
3: but yeah, shout out to the Final Fantasies. Like Jones, like six's credits is really good. It's excellent. Um, and like ten for me always because of that song. Like it's just a, such a sad ending for that game. But like mm. it's all, like all, I think all the Final Fantasy games have amazing ending credit music. Some of yeah. the best in the biz.
2: 15. Something Something I love in games, I can't think of an example right now, and I wish I could, but um, games where you play the end credits? Super, uh, Super you,
3: Smash Brothers. It's a shooting Super game. Super Smash Brothers, yeah. You shoot the yeah, credits, and you get example. extra information about each name.
2: Well, I certainly haven't seen the end credits in that. <laughs> I, but,
3: know, um, I know, I yeah, know.
2: Various other games. Uh, yeah, there is we,
3: a game, there is a certain game, I won't say it because it's a spoiler, but you definitely do play during a certain part of the credits. In the game um, to help people figure out what it is oh. uh, I rage quit at it but yeah, yeah, yeah. yes <laughs> but it is a very important part of the game so does it, that does gets it shut start out.
2: with n <laughs> maybe yeah yeah it has an end in there is the second word start with an a
3: there's an a in there somewhere too yeah, yeah. I an if a, not available the right it's game. it's Duck
0: Dynasty yeah oh yeah all right it's time for bets clearly uh... <laughs> Next week's bet was we're talking about Final Fantasy 7, which releases Friday, April 10th. 40 minutes ago! If I go to the QA section for Final Fantasy 7 Remake on GameFAQs.com, at this point next week, how many answered questions will there be? And to give everybody a frame of reference, I went to Resident Evil 3, PlayStation 4 platform. How many QA questions were answered? 23. So, panel. Uh, let's start with e- Jones. Jones always starts, doesn't he? Jones, what's your bet? How 50. many Q and A's questions answered? What? Fifty questions Five, three. answered. Okay. Uh, ben.
4: Thirty-three.
3: Michael Damiani. I slacked this to you, Kyle. Can you please read it?
0: Uh, <laughs> because, yes. <laughs> Actually I can. I have it like, on no my laptop. Be-
3: no one will believe this.
0: Okay. Thirty three.
2: Whoa.
0: Damiani and Ben independently landed on the, the same number. I just arbitrarily picked thirty three, so yeah, that's okay. Uh, nice. Ian,
2: 18. Oh, eighteen. There it is.
0: Uh, and my bet is forty one.
3: Mm. Let me lock that in. I have a feeling it's going to be high. I hope so. Me too, dude.
2: My thinking was that Resident Evil three is a game that people are trying to like find a lot of secrets and stuff. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one, a lot of people might not be done yet
0: yeah i am a little nervous mm. to even see it but I game underestimate... is good about blacking out spoilers well, I think too. a
2: lot of people will be done
4: i think you underestimate the intensity of the final fantasy fandom
2: true
0: um and speaking of resident evil 3 that was last week's bet uh we bet how many viewers it would have on twitch jones you bet 20k ian bet 16k brad bet 5k Uh, Huber bet 33,333, but we had to negate his bet because he did not write it down. And I bet 7,521. I guess I'll have to open Twitch. Let's do this.
2: I just did. I've got it.
0: Okay. Wait. is my bet negated if I didn't write it down on paper?
2: Uh, did you know ju- he just didn't do it at all until that moment? Yeah, so. even
0: so, Ben, even like we're pre-podcast, I'm like, okay, everybody write down your bets. He just yeah. did not. Yeah.
2: We saw so. you write it. He just didn't do it. So I mean, I just, mean, I just opened Notepad on my computer. and right, it. Right. That, that's what Brad did. He actually, was, that, that's he was trying time. to think of it in the moment. <laughs> I we were see. like, you <laughs> can't. You've heard three of our bets. Uh, you want to know the number? Oh yeah. How? Resident Evil Three currently has eighteen thousand point eight. 18.8K. Wow. Go ahead. But we did say that we wanted to combine... Resistance. Resistance in there. I don't think
1: it's its own thing. No,
2: yeah. So, So what I've been seeing is Resistance is under Resident Evil 3. Oh, wait. Here's a wrinkle. (laughs) Resident Evil 3 Nemesis, the original, currently has 134 viewers.
0: Uh, Okay. (laughs) It's not going to affect the winner, but it is interesting to know that. Um, Um... so who's streaming? Who's the number one streamer streaming number that game one,
2: right now? Uh, why is it not in order of. Uh, hang Good, on. Top right. That's low. top right. There we go. Uh, Vine Sauce. Oh, okay, cool. That's
0: 7. happened before, 5K. actually.
2: Uh, Vine Sauce has been the leading
0: in one of these bets before.
2: And then uh, the huge drop off down to 1.8K. Bok Boss Soup. I was watching him last night, actually.
0: Yeah, I mean, we'd be stoked to have one point eight k views yeah yeah i'm trying um, to
2: see if anyone's doing resistance oh yeah here's someone doing resistance he
4: was uh the buck guy was do, doing inferno runs like trying to get inferno the hardest difficulty under an
0: hour wow. i love watching been m- out. resident evil games being speedrun yes it's, oh, it's it's fascinating amazing yeah. um so to recap jones's bet was 20 ian's bet was 16 so that point eight brings it up to jones Damn it. Yeah. That was a very, very close one. well uh, it just
2: went up to eighteen point nine right now. So Yay. <laughs> <Hey. laughs>
0: so that brings our scores to Gorgeous Gorillas 8. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. Sick Sick Owls 6. Oh. <coughs> I would like to tell everyone about patreon.com slash easy allies. That would be the website you would go to if you want to learn more about the Easy Allies, how to support the Easy Allies, the kind of videos we make. It's much more beyond this very podcast. Um, people who give us $5 or more per month get this podcast early. They get it on Fridays as opposed to Sundays. And anyone, $1 and up, gets an ad-free version of this podcast. So, yeah, that's a big drawback. Uh, I know yeah. it, it sucks not to have three minutes of advertisements, uh, but it's just it's, Patreon makes us. they make us do it it's it's like we signed some weird contract we're like okay we'll we'll edit out jones's ad reads you got it and we'll give it to all the people who give us one dollar or more um for
2: the literalists out there that's not true it's not true (laughs) that's not true
0: um cool jonesy you got any shout outs
1: i do do we want to pick our order first before we
0: yeah you pick out the
1: order on, on your screen what is the order okay so kyle's gonna go first Okay. you always go first. Um, and I'm then, upper left? Uh, you're not upper left. Do you want me to do it that way, I guess? Yeah. yeah, yeah, look yeah. yeah. Okay, so Ian's going to go first. Oh, no. Then I follow Ian. Mm-hmm. Damiani, you follow me. Kyle, you follow Damiani. Ben, you're okay. last right behind Kyle, okay? With our shout out. Okay, got it. All right. Shout-out to Blue, Caleb, Togi Crawford, L. Fannis, Greg, the Dark Knight, Kettering, and Jesse Blue,
2: shout.
3: Shout,
1: shout, out. shout out, shout out, Damiani, did you wait for the right person? No, he he went off at Ian. You gotta oh. go off of me. So Ian and then me and then you.
0: We're gonna get this right. You're excited And then me Damiani. and then Ben You're and then you I, ben. 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 Yes. And then ben. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah.
2: All right. Uh, wait, are you gonna?
1: No. Give me, give me
2: Jesse Blue again. Give me my line.
1: Jesse Blue. <laughs>
2: Shout, shout,
1: out. Out. shout out shout
2: out it's a little more that, delayed for sure well well i think that zoom yeah, like, yeah. has a feature yeah. of of yeah. zoom's so trying to pick who it wants to listen to yeah on the recording it'll sound okay we did our best
1: oh it's gonna sound good
0: <laughs> uh jonesy you won the bet you get the right and responsibility to share your twitter handle well he is Listeners, you have no idea how genuinely he excited he is right now.
2: It's That's jaunty. A jig. It's a jig, yeah.
0: You're gonna have to keep doing bets. If there was ever a thought of get, removing bets from this podcast, I'm not, not a, convinced. Okay. No. Oh no, we're no, keeping okay. that. No, Great. no, no, no. Yeah.
2: Okay.
1: We're torching everything. Else. They're gonna be better. They're gonna be better than ever, baby.
2: I'm just gonna burn <laughs> Rufus. Um,
0: <laughs> Jones, you get the right and responsibility to share your Twitter handle with the world. You get to promote any Easy Allies video you'd like to promote. You get the final word on anything you've disagreed with, want to reiterate, or just popped into your head. And you get to sign off with a trademark sign off. Take it away.
1: Excellent. You can follow me at Trailer Jones. I'm going to do a double. I'm going to do a double dip, a double Final Fantasy dip. On the Final Fantasy VII side, I'm going to want you to go check out Brad Ellis's Final Fantasy VII review. Uh, wonderfully edited by the script itself, by Daniel Bloodworth, wonderfully written by... Brad Ellis uh, did such a great job getting music for that, like just really clean cuts on all the music that he grabbed, he gave me, just like so many selections, tons of footage, uh, there's so much, for any of you who weren't nervous about spoilers, even just in the footage that Brad got me, which is just like a slice of the game, there's still so much stuff that I'm like, I'm good, I think I'm good, I don't necessarily even, even need to get into this area, that was a pleasure to cut, uh, and that review really came really together uh, well, uh, on the flip side of that, Final Fantasy VI's ending is the best ending credits music, <laughs> uh, that anyone has ever written composed given the technology at the time uh, and so if you haven't checked that out I invite there's many many ways you can do that uh, you can you know play that it's on the uh, it's on the PS1 uh, classics on the PSP uh, you can play that uh, if you want to on the Game Boy Advance or you can play that uh, you can get the Super Nintendo classic you can go check that out or you can break out a Super Nintendo if you still got one maybe pick that game up online Cheers
4: It's so weird because mine got shipped to me on Wednesday, so I've been playing it.